This is where the fun begins. Clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. Can't lose! King Kong ain't got shit on me! Oh my god! Okay, it's happening! Everybody stay calm! What's the Everybody procedure, everyone? What's the procedure? Stay calm! Say my name. And here we go. Going everyone. Uh, this is a brand new episode of Realish. I am uh, your host Derek. And I'm co-host Matthew. Yes, sir. And we have a uh, guest with us joining us today. Um, my co-host uh, on the sideline, guys. The the host on the MMA Archive. Uh, one of the guys. These actually both these gentlemen here helped save two shows on under OTS, and I am forever indebted to them. So uh, thank you guys so much for all y'all do for these both both these shows. Uh, but Chris Negron, my brother from Bronx. <laughs> Ooh, I just want to say, had, I never heard you roll that R like that, to man. Roll the you R, did bro. to me just I, now, bro. I had to roll the R for you, bro, because I never, I never do it. So welcome to the show. We've been trying, you've been trying to get on for what the last, year year and a yeah. half i think and Full we weren't in, we weren't in a good place bro we were we were under construction so you know we couldn't have any any uh any guests come in while the house was messed up so it's all furnished we're built it's good you know so welcome to the show finally thank you guys for having me man i'm really That's excited good. this is something that Given all the hours we spent together on TSG, I, you have no idea okay. how much this means to me and how yes, much sir. like this is a part of my life as well beyond just yeah. sports. So really excited to talk shop with you guys. Well, yeah, that, that's I'm glad you brought that up because uh, for everyone that, you know, if you don't know Chris yet, Chris uh, went to film school just like me. And so we've had a couple of discussions already based on film topics off camera. And it was like, you know, we need to actually do this on the, on on the recording yeah like <laughs> it makes no sense you have all these podcasts and not doing anything so i'm i'm glad to finally have you on bro this uh it's been one that we've been waiting to have for a long time and there's actually some stuff that that would be nice to get out of the way you know matt and i haven't discussed some stuff as well but um let's kind of like get to know you real quick. what's what's since you're since you were in film school what is your favorite element of filmmaking yeah, whether it's whether it's movies or television shows, what's your favorite aspect? Man, that's such a hard question to answer. Um, yeah, because what I like doing and what I like about movies is like two different things. Uh, but mm-hmm. I would say I, I guess my main what always keeps me coming back is like feeling something. Right? I know that sounds yeah. so cliche, uh, but yeah. once you get to knowing a little bit more about my favorite movies and things like that, like. I think that's big for me being a part of the audience and being able to have the story unfold to you in a way that's personal to you. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's really what always keeps me really excited and engaged with film. So is that what got you into filmmaking to begin with? That's a good question, man. So to be honest, what got me into filmmaking was the fact that I went to a film school uh-huh. uh, to make a long story short. Um, on some criminal shit. I can't even explain. Look up Theater Arts Production Company, you guys. I encourage you. Um, Mm -hmm. That's the middle school I went to. Um, Mm -hmm. 
there's a storied history about how corrupt and strange that school is, including the principal being arrested and many students going to Ivy League schools where they didn't belong. Look it up. It's a very interesting story. <laughs> but they actually submitted my high school application for me. So okay. it's very illegal to, to, in order to almost keep me in the pipeline to go because it's a middle school, yeah. high school. Yeah. Because of my mom's connections in the DOE, I was able to resubmit it because that wasn't oh, me. Wow. And uh, the school I ended up getting chose to was the cinema school. So I didn't go okay. into the cinema school a big movie fan. Like, of course, you watch yeah. movies with your family. Um, and I kind of resisted the first two years, to be honest, like getting heavy yeah. into filmmaking. Um, but actually being a part of what a program called the Ghetto Film School um, is really what solidified me as a, I, I consider myself a filmmaker and just yeah. filmmaking and what it was about for me. As someone who's a first AD on set, my job is to get everyone to do their job. So um, yeah. learning how to do things is what really fascinated me about filmmaking. And then when actually doing it, uh, giving people the creative space to do that and, and mm -hmm. creating the platform time-wise for them to do that um, is what really got me hooked. Yeah, that's dope, man. That's dope. Matt, I know I don't think you and I have discussed this before. And we may have loosely discussed it on the show, but I don't think we've gone in depth on it. But like, what was what, what got you into filmmaking? Like, or let me see, because you're not in the production aspect of things. You're on the the uh, the audience side, right? Yeah. Okay. That's so right. Right. what 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 intrigued you with filmmaking? Then let me ask you that that way. Yeah. Well, that's a good question. So I. I grew up watching a bunch of animated kids movies, um, you know, a bunch of superhero movies. So I definitely wasn't, um, I guess, like focused on the actual filmic aspects that go mm -hmm. into movies at all. Uh, it wasn't until I watched No Country for Old Men, and that was back in 20, 2015, 2016, where I actually developed a, a true pre- a tr like a true appreciation for what cinema offers you um, beyond great performances, but just uh, all the hard work and effort that goes into making something very um, special. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And that movie in particular was like, I think just from a cinematography standpoint, obviously from a directing standpoint, like really fascinated me. Um, and of course, like it really like as someone who isn't the best writer as well, also maybe slightly jealous how screenwriters are able to put together like these master masterful stories you know like it's just astonishing to think how like screenwriters in general are just able to like let all these ideas flow onto many papers and probably go through not one not two but probably hundreds of revisions before they finalize something you know mm -hmm. um and as a perfectionist myself that's, that's sort of the aspect like, i appreciate is that you can definitely tell when uh, you have a lot of people behind and in front of the camera putting, you know, all their effort into a movie or TV show. And then other times you can definitely tell when, you know, studios or people in general are slacking off and they're not really, yeah. you know, they're just there to make a quick buck, you know. And I think similar to what Chris was saying too, you know, movies make you feel something. So I think that's probably where it started for me anyways. But what about you actually? Because I haven't really ask any questions about your time during film school because i know you, you obviously did a bit of uh you were a cinematographer obviously uh you had a lot of experience on that front but um yeah. is that something you you would ever want to revisit again like is it something you know if someone were to ask you to to go and do it you can just <laughs> <laughs> no no i i my i got into filmmaking uh well my 
the very first uh film I saw in theaters was The Lion King. Um so my I I got I love animated films as well. So 32 years old, about to be 33, I still watch animated films. I am not ashamed. But um uh yeah, Lion King, Toy Story, but what got me into filmmaking, like interested in filmmaking was The Matrix. So that trilogy and I, you know how how i how precious that trilogy is to me so i think it was the making of yeah the making of the second one uh matrix um reloaded where um trinity is uh she's falling down uh from this this building and she's uh shooting at an agent that's falling down after her shooting at her and i remember seeing how they did that on on this dolly uh with the green screen and in my mind i up until that point i always thought that everything that you saw on film was shot practically right so when i saw that it pissed me off because i'm like i was like whoa whoa, whoa, whoa. wait they didn't actually lower her down the side of a building and lower the agent down the side of the building and and like i it could i couldn't compute it so the movie was actually spoiled for me uh when i was watching it as i watching i was watching over and over again. i've watched every film in that trilogy probably about 30 times each I, those those are my movies uh, like i love them. at least 30 times for the first one and probably about 15 to 20 for the second and third but um that's what got me into filmmaking, but yeah, I, I've I've been a cinematographer, videographer. Um, hate cinematography in terms of me actually doing it. I wanted to be a director, and I didn't know how to be a director, and so I'm going through the ringer of trying to, you know, get whatever job I can get. And being here in Atlanta, everybody and their mother is into filmmaking music or whatever like it's one of those things like you there's someone is always into something here um so you know it kind of got this it was this log jam and that's when georgia was starting to become like the second hollywood uh especially with tyler, tyler perry being down here and building up and all that stuff so um i didn't really know how to get into it but yeah i i i kind of in terms of um in terms of following it as a as a career i kind of tripped into it because i went to art institute for uh animation love drawing i've been i've been drawing since i was a kid and i got to that course when i tell you i didn't realize how tedious that was going to be and 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 laborious it was going to be in terms of drawing the same frame over and over and over and then like have to meticulously move the i it sucked the love out of drawing for me. <laughs> so after I finished that quarter, I switched over to to the the I wanted to be in filmmaking somehow, some way. So I was like, let me just see what cinematography is about. Got into it and then that's when that's how I found my love for editing and photography. All by just switching into that. So I'm more in, so into that, you know, but yeah, I mean, um, the only thing I think I want to do with videography from now on is like documentaries. I don't want to get behind to do a movie or a show in terms of me sitting behind the camera. 
or standing behind the camera or sitting in the director's chair. I don't I don't want to do either one. I'm good. I'm good. I feel you. I have no ambitions either. Like, and, and I think that says a lot about the industry, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, it does. It does. I, I think um, it, it's one of those things that, like, you have a lot of ego and, and, and pride uh, that, that, that is tied into that. And then a lot of backbiting and, and, and betrayal just within this little circle. <laughs> it's, it's like it's too much. So I'd rather be around, be away from the full crowd and edit. I love editing. So um I'd rather be on that side of, of production, but I think it's good to know various angles so that you're able to, to watch different things. So like when you're watching a show or watching a movie, you're seeing different things and you're coming from different perspectives to be able to pick up on different things to see, oh, this might be how they're progressing the story, right? Like that's that's my angle with it. It's just, it just I actually look at everything from the audience uh, perspective when I'm creating. So it, 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 it humbles me in a way that I don't think that a lot of other people um, that don't look at it that way are able to be humbled. So that's kind of like my story in a, in a short little spiel. <laughs> no, that's dope. That's dope. Yeah. No, it's really cool to hear obviously both of your perspectives. Um, like I said, I've never gone to film school. Uh, I don't intend on going to film school, but obviously to hear, you know, your experiences and sort of how that, um, you know, sort of motivated you to, uh, at least be involved with movies in general. It's just, it's, it's actually really cool. Really cool. Like, yeah. honestly, uh, if us more, three more about like, you guys. decided, we decided, like, let's let's write a screenplay and make a movie, like, nothing would make me happier than to do that. Like, as far yeah, as yeah, the yeah. short film, like, not needing 50,000 people and, like, it being yeah. a production, like, that mm -hmm. that side of it, I would yeah. always welcome any projects, like, with friends and things oh, like that. Sure. Oh, but, sure. like, the idea of doing this every day, like for the yeah. rest of your life, bro, fuck that. I, we can spend an hour, I would imagine, <laughs> plus just yeah. talking about nightmare scenarios that like you 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 talk about it and it's like, mm -hmm. this shit don't even make sense. Like why why did I allow this to happen? Like yeah. <laughs> literally, yeah. so. Well, did you see what, what James, uh, James Cameron just came out and said? Cause you know, no. uh, Avatar, the sequel was coming out uh, next, next, well, Jesus, is that next week or week after? Sometime in the next two weeks. It's in between, yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. And I'm excited too, but I mean that's been what 13 years in the making. Mm -hmm. Um, but he literally just said that like he could go on to I think make like seven or eight more. But the problem is he doesn't believe that 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 um one, I don't think he's gonna he feels like he's gonna live because <laughs> that's what 13 you can't do 13 years between every film. So I I, I highly doubt he lasts to see seven or eight or nine unless you know he tapped into one of the avatars somehow somewhere but um the tom brady package yeah that <laughs> tv 12 method baby <laughs> um but he was saying that he thinks he's gonna have to train a, a director on how to direct the series moving forward if it's going to last that long because it's such a vast project and undertaking like I don't see. But oh no, I was gonna say both of them to assume that it's gonna last beyond four, uh, if he's lucky. I, I'm, um, honestly, three. I think three to five is fine. Like you don't need to go. We've seen this with the Fast yeah. and Furious uh, series, right? You don't need to drag a, a, a series on unnecessarily because it kind of like makes the film lose its luster. I would have actually been fine with Avatar just staying as a single uh, project. Like I don't, I didn't think that we needed the sequels, 
but sure. seeing what he's done, you know, behind the scenes and everything like that, it makes me appreciate what's going to happen. Uh, so I'm I'm looking forward to to seeing it. Uh, my 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 girlfriend and I are going to see that opening weekend. So I'm 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 excited about that. Um, but that's um, I don't know. I I think because you see Indiana Jones is coming out. I think top of the year as well. Like, do you think that this is a a a, a an issue with filmmaking, like Hollywood recreating or trying to drag out something that that came along or are you fine with that well actually I, something i am i'm definitely curious about too and i think chris is going to answer is like so chris uh for your response earlier have you watched the first avatar yes okay and then do you think it necessitated the sequel no not at all not at all and yeah. to answer the question i i feel like my my general response is at the end of the day filmmaking now is a business filmmaking isn't about yep. the reasons why we as yep. filmmakers were excited to make movies yep. um it's about making money and i think that's why you see remakes of uh the, the, you get the ghost buster movie and and all these different things that are like why yeah. and and why did you think this was necessary and it's all just like a, a money grab at the end of the day i always I'm not trying to shit on people. Tell your stories. Like if it if it inspires you and then it you can get it sold. Like who am I to tell you otherwise? Right? Mm-hmm. You're the one that mm-hmm. figured it out. You're the one yeah. that's making millions of dollars. Yeah. Um. But at the end of the day, it's like I feel like there's a bi- a much bigger space for original ideas and the potential of that versus trying to constrain yourself within a set of ideas that already exist. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, that's I mean, how I feel about that's it. That's the thing, though. Independent films, I don't think they get that that shine that they necessarily need to get because you, you have a whole host of films that are amazing that will likely never see the light of day in terms of, like, the big screen, right? Like, um, I, I'm... Like I'm, I'm having a tough time because I think that there are certain stories that can be retold. Um, have you guys seen Spirited on Apple TV? Will Ferrell, Ryan Reynolds. Oh yeah. Okay. I one I didn't know that was a musical. I, like going into it, I'm thinking we're just same movie. Mariah and I watched it a couple weeks ago, and it was this thing where like the beginning of the movie, it's song of the song of the song of the song right and i was kind of like yeah we might need to turn this off because i can't handle this i didn't, I couldn't even watch hamilton bro like <laughs> 20 minutes in i cut that thing off but um it died down and then i started seeing that it was what it was it was like a retelling of of um of a story we already know christmas story we already know which is scrooge i was like oh okay that's cool but i think I'm actually okay with retellings like that uh, uh, that are kind of like an original perspective. It's not an original story, but it's just an original perspective, right? I'm actually cool with something like that versus stretching out what was into now what is. Like, it's it's too much of, like, going back and trying to... Re- like, you see that you, you ran into this issue with Star Wars. Rance's issue with the Matrix, actually. Um, uh, and then you got Great Fast and Furious. <laughs> I'm still pissed at the Wachowskis for that, man. Because that, 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 like, you, you, it's like 
ruining what was and not really giving your all to what you're trying to do. And I felt like they like well actually I think one of the sisters weren't on there. Um it was just I think it was just Lana Mukowski that that made the film, but it was like it's just trash. I'm 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 over it. But even with that, it it, it kind of ruins the the original film, right? Like and that that's why that's why I'm kind of nervous with Hollywood. Is like that's the direction that we're going to end up going to even more. But I kind of feel like even with like streaming platforms, um, especially like Netflix and Apple, those I think those platforms actually give <clears throat> excuse me give the give independent filmmakers uh, the the biggest what's it opportunity to tell their stories. And I, and Matt and I have talked about this a couple of times. Uh, Chris, but Apple TV right now, I think they're like in year three, but right now, all their programming, top notch. Like, I don't think I've seen one film or show on there that has not hit. They are all hits. And, and, and wow. there, there's a lot of original stories on there. They, uh, there's a show on there called C with uh, Jason Momoa. If you guys have not watched that, please check it out. Please check it out. I think that's uh, in terms of I told you this, Matt, but like in terms of fight choreography, I think the two the best projects that I've seen with fight choreography has uh, been C and uh, Daredevil uh, on Netflix. So that's two blind characters that have the best fight choreography, and I don't understand what that is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get what that is, but they 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 do it so well. And as a filmmaker, uh, Chris, I think you would actually like you would appreciate certain certain techniques that's that's in there with the with the tracking shots and everything. Mm -hmm. Chef's kiss, chef's kiss. They do an amazing job with that. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I think I, I don't even know where I was going with all this, but I I, I think uh, I think that it's <laughs> it's good to yeah, to kind of like get into all that because there's there's certain things that um. Like we're seeing, especially like uh, Matt, with you being in the audience perspective, just as a consumer, and and us behind the scenes type of perspective. I think it's it's good to get the discussion going of like what what you like to see and and everything like that. But real quick, let me ask you guys this though: what what are your favorite genres in film or TV? That's tough, dude. That's tough. <laughs> yeah. I, I would say for me it's I would say like psychological thrillers are my thing. Okay. Like and okay. once again getting to that place. So I yeah. think 1899, the show we're gonna talk about um a little bit later for this episode, uh, that's a big part about why I really enjoyed the ride. Um, just like being a part of that and the way suspense is built in general. Mm -hmm. uh, so I would say that obviously comedy and stuff like that, those are timeless, but like, yeah. as far as like movies that stick out to me, I would say psychological thrillers. Yeah. What about you, Matt? Yeah, I would say definitely dramas, um, particularly they can incorporate comedy the right way, mm -hmm. you know? Um, I think, like I said, a prime example is Barry on HBO. If you haven't oh, seen yeah. that show, it's it is without question one of the best offerings on television and will go down as one of the best TV shows I've ever watched. And uh, Derek, you know as well as anybody. Chris, you probably know as well as anybody. I can be very critical at times. 
Yeah. Um, and for me to, you know, praise something to that degree, um, you know, obviously kind of like take my word for it and then form your own opinion type of thing. But no, it, it's phenomenal uh, in that regard. And maybe sci-fi too, depending on, uh, yeah, of course I have to say sci-fi. I mean, I'm still watching Marvel and DC and stuff. Yeah. Um, but when it's done, like with a mature setting, like Dark uh, on Netflix, that's a fantastic show. None of you have ever watched it. Uh, coincidentally, same creators as 1899, which uh, we'll be discussing uh, shortly here. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So but, all that to say, drama and sci-fi. Yeah, I think I'm I'm a mix mix of what y'all said because psychological thrillers amazing. I I need I, you know what my favorite. I'm not even gonna say if I'm gonna say a, a genre. I think if a film or a show can uh, hold my attention and get me guessing, like if I'm not looking at it from a technical perspective, but I'm looking at it as just an audience member, you've done your job. Like um, if I'm not being taken out on the technical errors, if I'm not if I'm not sitting there and, and just kind of like criticizing certain things and I'm literally just drawn in, that's the reason why I don't like watching trailers because I don't want the story ruined. And that's why I like for me, <clears throat> excuse me, it's the same thing between music and movies. I love stories. So if you have a great story and on your project, I am going to be hooked. And I think that um I think honestly that's somewhat what's missing with some of the a lot of stuff that's been coming out uh from Hollywood lately. That's why I think the independent films kind of you know what? I, I hate saying this, but I kind of under, I kind of understand where. Excuse me, because I didn't think about this until just now. But um, it was Quentin Tarantino and um. Uh, why's why's his name blanking on me? Um, another filmmaker that just came out and criticized, as they have been for the last I don't know how many years, criticized the Marvel universe and their films, saying they're not real films. And, and and I want to say I somewhat understand where they're coming from, and it's because I think it's because of the story aspect, which I don't which leads you to show that they're not really paying attention to the those audience. films anyway. They're not they're not paying attention to those films at all. There's no way they are if if you're if you're uh, if you're hating on the story aspect of it. But I think that might be the the old school aspect that that they're discussing is like. The story without a, a, a fictional superhero. I think that might be where they might be leaning a little more toward. I don't agree with them, but I understand where they're coming from. Um, but I need I need that type of story, and I think like we'll kind of get into eighteen ninety nine in a second. But that's what um, that's why I was kind of thrown off with this series is the story aspect because I, I like I like to sit and guess. I like to like wonder what's about to happen. But it feels a little anticlimactic when you don't really get there, like <laughs> you know. And I think that's 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 my issue with a lot of stuff that's been coming out lately. Um, is that I think some some projects don't hit that mark. Is is like they 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 pay attention to one aspect of the project and not the storytelling aspect of it to yeah. connect dots. Yeah, and a lot of it is predicated on follow up seasons to really expand upon. Yeah, that's you my know, problem. Some of the I don't like they that. Introduced. I don't Dark like is, uh, and again, uh, I, th 
you know, I said in the beginning of this podcast, but um, Dark is made by the same people who made 1899. Um, and so I can go more in depth about that series and obviously, um, you know, give, share my opinions on what I think thus far about 1899. But like, um, I, I think series like that in general are tough because when, when you're building a mystery, mm-hmm. the two biggest things you don't want to do is one you don't want your audience to get impatient Mm -hmm. and then the second thing is you also what's it called like you don't want to reveal too much right out of the gate because then it defeats the purpose of of why you're investing you know let's say in this case six seven hours of an entire season Mm -hmm. you know um so it's it's tough (laughs) it's it's, you know uh in that regard but like i i don't know i think in the realm of i think even like what you were saying before too is you know in the realm of you know superhero movies or just franchises in general it is refreshing to like have a show that really takes its time and you know forces you to think right and obviously has a larger message to tell um you often don't say that these days and it's uh it's refreshing yeah it's refreshing at least yeah no i agree with you on that i agree with you on that um Let's just go ahead and get into it. Let's go ahead and take a break real fast. And then um, when we come back, uh, we'll get into the uh, 2022 Netflix original series, uh, 1899. We'll be right back. Hey, what's going on, guys? It's your boy Dwayne from Past the Ox and Life's a Botch podcast. I'm coming to you with a real dope advertisement if you got a moment. Can we do that? Peep this. Yo, you tired of that uncomfortable feeling with your undergarments? You know what I'm talking about. Like, Literally having to adjust so it gets real comfortable in between the, you know, the real safe space. Or maybe just wedgies from it just going underneath, you know what I mean? All that, all that. Let's keep it in 100. Y'all know how I'm feeling. Y'all know how that feeling goes. Well, I want to introduce to you the ultimate solution coming from the number one premium and fit athletic wear just for you. I'm talking about none other than champ number one boxers. Champ Number One Boxes is a black-owned underwear brand, okay? They literally specify in giving you the most top-notch, high-quality, premium, adjustable, and fittable, and totally comfortable undergarment wear that is just for you. Not only is it something that you can wear, feel good in, feel confident in, and love, but it's also high-quality, feels good, and most importantly, it is definitely fashionable okay comes in a different wide variety of so many different styles and themes to these undergarments something to make you look good feel good and swag real good in the process all right so again did i did i get to mention that this is also a black owned brand it's a black owned brand y'all so if nothing else definitely go support that 100 so what i want to do is i want to tell you head on over to ots media co on all social platforms facebook instagram twitter and YouTube. If you go over, you click the link in the bios, it'll take you straight to the Champ Number One Boxers website. You can check out all their styles, you can check out their bundle deals, you can check out why this brand exists, what it's all about, and trust me when I say you do not want to miss out on the types of opportunities going on right now on the site. Champ Number One Boxers. Make sure you do it for the champ in your life if you ain't already doing it for yourself, champ, all right? Champ number one boxers. Make sure you go cop those. All right? All right. 
Welcome back, guys. Uh, we're going to go ahead and get into our discussion for the Netflix series, uh, 2020, 2022 series, uh, 1899, uh, written and directed by uh, Baron Bo Odar. So, uh, Matt, go ahead and give the synopsis to the people real quick. Yeah, absolutely. So, coming from uh, uh, MEAWW.com. Uh, 1899 revolves around a migrant uh, steamship heading west to leave the old continent from London uh, to New York. Uh, the passengers, a mixed bag of European origins, are united by their hopes and dreams for the new century and their future abroad. I will go outright and say that synopsis did not remotely do this show justice <laughs> uh, because if you are expecting a straightforward journey of immigrants looking to reach the new world, um, you will be greatly mistaken. <laughs> um and for good or for bad so yeah it's uh where do we start yeah <laughs> I, the, this is the question what okay here's a good spot because um you guys didn't finish the whole series so let me just uh ask you this real quick what were your first initial <clears throat> impressions of of uh the series chris let's start with you, you want to take it from there chris right. yeah yeah of course so the reason why off the, the bat, like the entire pilot, I was all in. And, and just to say it like this, I really enjoyed the pilot, right? But once it got past yeah, yeah, the pilot, yeah. now we're having some problems, yeah. right? But I would say what, what I really enjoyed about the pilot is like the idea. And I heard um, Quentin Tarantino talk about this. So I don't want to steal his words, but basically like you you have this this rubber band, right? And you want to get it to a point where like you feel like, oh, it's about to break as far as the mm -hmm. suspense of understanding what's going on. Mm -hmm. um, but you want to hold it there like as long as you can. And I feel like that yes. pilot episode really did that for me because of the way um, all the characters were introduced. Another good uh, way that a lot of filmmakers put it is like, you want to you wanna enter in late and you want to leave early. And that's how it was in the pilot. Like you, you do are thrust right into the situation. You're following um, the the protagonist, um, Mary around, and you don't know why she's there. You, it seems she's a tortured soul. Like she, you don't understand exactly what's going on. And then the way the entire episode plays out, you get to learn, you get to meet a lot of different characters and get an idea of who they are, but you don't really understand why you're there still. Um, so what I really liked about it, though, is like the there wasn't a lot of uh, pra I would imagine most of this is not practical uh, cinemat cinematography, right. uh, but it's really well done in the way that um, very reminiscent almost to The Shining. Like once you're inside, like yeah. you are a part of it, right? Like yeah, you're yeah, trapped yeah. on this experience and we're all going together. Right. Yeah. Um, and as these things are unfolding, right, you're learning about what society is like at this time through the experience like you have no idea what's going on and then mm -hmm. you're you're trying you're getting an idea a very brief idea of what these people all are here for and what their deal is but it's yeah. very topical right and then shit just hits the fucking fan right yeah. the further we yeah. go along this journey so early on i felt it i'm like man this is really good like i like the way they're giving me this information i like the way i'm learning about these characters giving me just enough to care to continue watching Mm -hmm. um and then shit just started happening right we started we, we bring a baby in uh we got a little a little dude in a cabinet that we find um <laughs> and then all hell breaks loose enter the bermuda triangle and all this crazy shit yeah. that is hard to even really explain um this honestly where i'm up to in the series it reminded me of a movie i'm i, I hope this is the exact name it's called cabin in the woods 
where like you're watching this movie yeah and the first half like you think you're watching this movie but then by the end you're watching something else and you're just like what the fuck did i just watch like that's how i felt after we got past episode one like i'm like how do we start here and how are we here uh so please carry on whoever feels free <laughs> Matt, go ahead, bro. yeah so I... <laughs> that, was, that, that was a great that was a great uh yeah uh, summary there Chris, summary. Yeah. Chris shit hits the fan <laughs> and that it does um well look i mean i i'm a huge fan of the creator of this show uh dark is without question one of my favorite tv shows of all time and you know i think you look at the pilot episode i think it does a great job of really definitely establishing the main character being mara franklin yeah um sort of alluding to this relationship with the brother um and obviously uh really like hones in on why she's on the ship to begin with right like mm -hmm. where's the journey to lead her like wh why is she like she's honestly looking uh to locate her brother etc uh obviously you have the captain sort of wrestling with his own inner demons particularly after spoiler uh after his wife and children died in a house fire you know uh but there's also all these different references to the bermuda triangle right i mean you obviously see yeah like you had the French woman who had the the triangle earrings. You have the priest who has the triangle beard. Uh, you obviously had the triangle tattoo oh, on the back I of the boy's neck. The the triangle <laughs> right behind. Yeah. So there's always yeah. everything's very specific to that point. Obviously, mm -hmm. yeah, so with me only having watched the first three episodes, obviously it's gonna really like get more and more out of control. But the the first episode was definitely effective. It was suspenseful. Um, it sort of made you made you guess, and obviously, the ending itself uh, paired with some very uh, very good music choice, in my opinion, yeah. uh, made you wonder how on earth did a boy survive in that cabinet for so long. Um, with that being said, um, and this is just me warning you ahead of time, for anybody who is looking for a very fast paced show, you know, very, you know, like it's, it's something that you expect to be over in. You know, like an hour, like maybe an hour's time. Yeah, you're not, you're not getting that here. Um, it, for if you've watched uh Dark on Netflix, um, every episode is very long. It, episodes are very long, and they require a lot of patience to sit through, but you're rewarded with a great story. So, my concern with this show is it suffers the same issues as season one of dark at least from what i can tell is i can guarantee you it's going to end this is me guessing it's i'm assuming it's going to end on a point where it very literally relies on the season two and the season three to make season one worthwhile and to people who don't like that uh sort of the decision like they don't like that decision they yeah, like they're gonna be in exactly right because it's 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 risky because right you're banking on the success of the first season you know and if people don't like the first season they're not gonna want to you sit through they're gonna sit through another seven plus hours of 
you know, what the hell is this? You know? Yeah. Um, I myself didn't mind, you know? Um Yeah. So it's um it's, it's, it's like I said, it's an interesting show. I don't it has its imperfections here and there. Um pacing is one of the I, I just think it, it's just suffering with the same as just season one. It it it's it it feels aimless. It's like it wants to do so much mm-hmm. And it, it, you know, it wants to do this. It wants to do this and this and this. And until we get a season two and a season three, which I'm assuming, uh, don't call me on this. I'm assuming there's like a three season plan, uh, or at least I'm basing it off of how dark concluded everything, right? Everything's going to be satisfied because you sort of know, oh, now I see how they connected this character to this character. Oh, now I see because they they had this single piece of dialogue back in episode season two, episode two. It connects back to season three, episode seven. You know things like that. It's like, oh, that's pretty cool. But it's like I said, it, it's it's grissy. You know what I mean? So that's sort of sorry about that. I kind of I'm rambled again. But you good, bro? You good? Sort of so so let me ask you all this: because I finished the series, do you want me to? tell you what's going to happen or do you want to just find out for yourselves i think i'd i'd like to find out i think i'm still interested interested enough to watch okay okay yeah Um, yeah oh yeah me too like i mean i'm assuming is it can can i give like prediction i mean you guys obviously don't confirm his yes or no um and episode two obviously um well very obviously like someone's watching over them Evan episode two literally showed that you know how the camera pan out from the uh from the TV screen and everything. We're probably they're definitely like a simulation. Mm. See, it's what I'm guessing. I, I I don't. Or for all we know, it can be I don't know. It can be anything at this point. But that that's why I'm. It's either a simulation or it's a T. It's like a TV sword. I don't know. Like. Oh. <laughs> that or was like a like a TV show inside yeah, of a TV we'll, show. You know what I mean? Yeah, we'll yeah. say we'll be a Jim sort of thing. Um, the Truman Show. The Truman Show. Yeah, yeah, that's hilarious. I haven't yeah. seen that one in years. Or stuff like that. Which actually, yeah. that'd be pretty cool. That'd be pretty dope, though. If that were the case. It was like a Truman Show type thing where like people have been like on like on a set for like God knows how long. Mm. That'd be pretty pretty crazy, but. Like I said, how dark was? I'm assuming they're gonna lean into some like more sci-fi elements. And the way you feel, episode. real quick, so I could give my quick yeah. prediction. Yeah, I cannot understand how you're convicted in that without being someone that hasn't watched Dark. Because as I'm watching this show, I never felt like, especially up to this point, like I have any grasp on where the show is going. Like I feel like I never all of these things are yeah. so random yeah. that like I couldn't even firmly be able to tell you what I think is gonna happen because. Yeah. At this point, all of that shit has not been happening. So, yeah. um, I, I, I'm surprised you feel that convicted. I'm interested to see more to see if I see that side of it. Um, but for me, I'm just more so like, I'm convinced that the story is really about, like, in a cheesy way, like everyone finding their their worth and mm. to their own to their own yes. selves first, and then to the greater society after. Um, so I'm interested to see how that plays out. Um, but as far as what's going to happen, like I, I won't be surprised if by the end of the series, we're like, 
uh, in a water city or something like completely different than what I'm watching right now, like Cabin in the Woods, where you you think you're watching one thing, <laughs> yeah. and then at the end it's like I didn't sign up for this shit. Like yeah. respectfully, like <laughs> what is this? Yeah, I yeah. So, and I and I hate and I hate doing this. I really do because again I have to watch like the rest of the series and everything. But based on what I saw from Dark, it like the the concept of the show was easy to i'm trying to find a way to explain it's just like so it's a it's a t- so spoiler it's a time travel show so to speak so the basically like there are three different timelines but they're all 33 years apart basically in the, in the show like i said sorry i'm not trying to confuse 1899 between dark so they follow three different timelines and there Wait. are points in the show dark. where a character right from like Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, talk about that. The three bro, different timelines. Bro, you, so, you threw me way off. I'm gonna say I, what? I was... Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. So like, there are three different timelines, and like the the larger point is basically like how some of the actually both series so far have like had this very like introspective introspective aspect to them, right? Like, where do mm-hmm. people like? Like like Chris the real, real Chris's point, like how do people find yourself worth? Um, like what is our true purpose in life? Things like that. Um a nine year old kid is the father of the main character. That's a mind fuck right there. I'm I don't even know how that's even yeah, possible. That so, so that's why I yeah, okay. I'm just gonna simplify it like that. That's okay. that's the kind of stuff you yeah, come to expect, and it's like <laughs> that's why like I'm so yeah. That yeah, sounded so yeah. pedophilish. <laughs> um, why? Why did you I have will... to bring it there? I didn't get I, that at all. Because that just I, I. I mean, I, 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 do you want to go into detail? Do you want to go into detail about it or no? No, 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 just, no, I'm no, good. no, no, I'm not good. at all. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Thing. Well, yeah, it, it's a weird show. Um, uh, back to eighteen ninety nine. Mother. Yes. <laughs> anyways, um, but anyways, like the sort of harken back to, but I guess uh, I wasn't really bringing up a point. I was just kind of just saying like the absurdity of dark and then co- crashing it here is like that's why I said like the whole simulation thing, because I know, like like dark is an incredible show, through and through, but. They did some crazy shit in that show. That's why I'm anticipating like something like out of the blue. You know, you know, you know what I mean. And that's why, like, it, I'm actually surprised they did what they did in the end of episode two. Like when they showed the TV screens, like okay. I was very surprised. I'm like, you know, what I mean, that the, the first thing that got my mind was just one of two things. They're pulling the Truman Show, so a TV show within a TV show, or it's like a simulation. So if it's the latter, right? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't uh, know how they're gonna satisfy that. I don't. I, I don't know. I could be wrong. For all, you know, Chris, I'm gonna go back to your point. They're probably in an underwater city with uh, <laughs> with Aquaman, and they're about and the Vin two men about to pop up. <laughs> and Vin <laughs> Diesel. I don't know anymore. Yeah, man. But yeah, this I, show. So I'm not gonna. This show's good, but. Damn. I'm not gonna ruin anything for y'all. Um, but I um 
I think for the reasons that I didn't finish Dark was the reasons as to why I didn't fully enjoy this. Like, there were technical aspects of this that I enjoyed, like the uh, transitions between memory and reality. So dope. Amazing. Uh, like, visually, that was appealing. Uh, like, really, very well done. Um, But there's... You mean, like, you mean, like, the opening thing? Yeah, like the... yeah, yeah. Like, how when, at the beginning of the episode, you, you'll see that there is something going on. Like, and a, like a quick spin? Wake up. Yeah, it's a quick spin and wake Ooh. up. Okay, I got you, got you. I loved it. That that was that was amazing. Um, but there there's there are a lot of questions that uh, I still have uh, even being done that I would love to discuss with you guys at a later point. Um, but let me ask you this real quick because, and then uh, wait, Chris, you have something you wanted to get into, so I want to I don't want to take up too much time, but. When this first, this show first started, I found it very interesting that um, my settings, I'm not sure if this is just Netflix in general or this is just what mine was on, but uh, it was English with the dubbed English. So for, you know, any of the, uh, anyone that, was, that wasn't speaking English, of course, you have people that are dubbing their, their, uh, their, um, their lines. Did you guys switch it to just English and 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 uh, listen to their their actual language, their native languages on there? So, the um, I think there was uh, one lady that spoke Cantonese, uh, someone else that uh, spoke German, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, um, or French. I'm sorry, it was French, Cantonese, and English. I think those are the three languages that they used in here. Spanish as well. Spanish. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spanish is the four. Um, did you guys keep it for that, or did you put it on dub? I'm mad because I mine started dubbed, and I didn't even know that that was an option. Like, that's really yeah. cool, and I would have loved <laughs> yeah. to seen that, yeah. Because yeah. I saw all those interactions, but they played out in English, and I yeah. was wondering why it looked so weird, so that makes a lot more sense now. Yeah, I just I, I, I did the I did the original, because I, I watched all of Dark in German, just with subtitles. Oh, that's okay. deep. That's, that's yeah. That's commitment I, right there. That I respect is, that. That is. And 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 if that's a show you need to pay attention. Damn sure you're reading the hell out of the subtitles. Makes you yeah, picking up on yeah. those pieces, <laughs> pieces yeah. of dialogue. Is but, that something uh, you guys like doing? Uh, watching films or TV shows that have subtitles? Because I know there's one thing we if if you're not, you're missing like a whole other inflections level. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I'm just in just in terms of filmmaking in general, you're missing a lot because there's other stories of like like in uh, like with, yeah. with Bollywood, right? Like if you wanted to get into Bollywood films or or um uh, any any German films or um uh British, right? Like you're not watching them because they're you got to watch you got to read the subtitles. Is that something you guys like to do, or does that is that something you mind with watching things the subtitles or no? I honestly feel like it depends. Like, I feel like yeah. most of the time I enjoy, like, especially when dubs, like when the dub is just ass, like it's nowhere near being yeah. close to the the real experience that it takes you out of it. Like once it again, does. something that you mentioned earlier, um, because you know, filmmaking, you're like, that is dubbed like immediately. Yeah. 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 Um, and 
that feeling does take you out. So I do like to read subtitles, but at the same time, when it's so heavy, like when it's so much going on, yeah. then I'd rather take my hands off and just listen to the dub version. So I feel like it's a case by case basis. Yeah. Um, but most of the time I would prefer the original language. I've watched a whole bunch of different foreign films um, yeah. and I'd rather that cause now I'm understanding it from the way it was intended. Right. 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 Um, but I feel like even reading something, some stuff can be lost as well. But a good example of a show that I really liked watching in Spanish uh, was Money Heist. I don't know if you guys have checked that out on Netflix, mm -hmm. but uh, really cool show. I, I, one of those shows that you could kind of sit back and just enjoy. Like, you don't got to think mm -hmm. about it too much. Like, it's not a cinematic marvel in that way, but it's a, yeah, it's a yeah. really cool story. And hearing them speak in Spanish, you get so much more than the dub version, even though the dub is actually pretty well done. Um, mm -hmm. just them being in Spain because it's based in Spain. Um, mm -hmm. and the, the the way that they speak each individually is very different in the English dub versus the um the original. And I really like the original. So okay. All right. What about you, Matt? Yeah, I'm literally the same way. I think uh for me, I would just get distracted by the lip syncing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. um that would take me out of the experience right away um i think really the only exception to the rule would be um animes um more often than not the the original language is, is far better um and only when i watch all of attack on titan for instance i i went trade trade the dub um it's also one of those shows that's very action oriented and yeah, you know, I don't want to be like looking at subtitles when like a, like a really cool set piece is happening um, and stuff like that. That's my fear. Um, I have, yeah, um, there have been a few times where like I will go back and watch um, some of the best moments in the series, um, in in the original uh, Japanese language, just mm -hmm. to sort of sort of compare and contrast, uh, like the line delivery because obviously much different, uh, things like that. But yeah, that's sort of. But generally speaking, out of respect to the filmmakers and, um. And again, obviously, Chris is bringing a lot of great points to the table today. It's like, you know, you sort of, you know, want to under, want to know like what uh, the filmmaker intended and things like that. So, yeah, most definitely. Yeah. Well, Chris, switch it over to uh, to the English version, and and you'll get the aspect you're talking about because like it, it's a great balance between all languages so it's kind of it doesn't take you out in terms of being able to understand like like watching it that's been my whole thing is i like i with subtitles i feel like i'm reading a, a lot more than i'm actually watching the action and i feel like that's what takes me out of it sometimes but then of course with dubbed like y'all mentioned syncing and it's just it's horrible so i i don't like it either but um yeah, so I, I guess we will do a part two for eighteen ninety nine, or maybe in another episode we'll do we'll 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 revisit eighteen ninety nine as part of that episode, and you know get into that. But uh, yeah, I think that's gonna be it for that discussion. But real quick, uh, Chris, you said you had a question, man. Let's go ahead and get into that. Yes, sir. So you guys do a, a film podcast. I do not care that you haven't done, uh, you haven't shot any films yourself, Matt. I think that makes you a different level of movie watcher than the average yes. person. Yeah. Um, my question for you guys is, Matt, for you as someone that's just really gung ho about production in general, like, do you feel like your journey in enjoying film and filmmaking has changed the way that you watch movies? And how do you feel about that change? 
Um, and then for you, obviously the same question, but as far as you being a filmmaker yourself. Yeah. Wow. You want to go first, Derek? Uh, the, it's deep, right? It's a deep. Very, like, deep, yeah. deep, existential yeah. question. Um, <laughs> I think in terms <laughs> of, I think in terms of actually watching it, like I said earlier, um, it made me pay attention to different details. Um, so for example, um, uh, House of the Dragon. Matt, I know you watched that. Did you watch that, Chris? No. There is uh, a, 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 <laughs> a scene. You've probably seen it uh, trending, but there was a scene where uh, this man's... Uh, I'm not going to tell you in case you do actually watch it. But um, there was uh, there's a character whose um, finger, I believe, was... Uh, at this point, I believe it was supposed to be like withering away or something like that. But... You can actually see that it was a green uh, glove, you know, the for the hand. You're supposed to be able to put that on to replace digitally. Um, and, uh, of course, that was left in. HBO has had a habit of – let me just say HBO. Game of Thrones uh, 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 show leaders have had a habit of leading uh, – leaving – different things in the shot that's on the finalized version that they need, they then have to go back after its air date they have to go back and 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 uh fix so that you know when it was on the the platform you're not seeing that um so i think little things like that um from a production aspect that's when i when i'm watching something my eyes are are keen on what's the mistake right so different um um oh mariah and i are watching i'm not sure if you guys watched this because i i have not seen it at all uh but um rihanna's uh fenty uh savage fenty uh, uh model show she has she, she has a show where she shows her line um uh, in a very unique way, and um, Mariah, Mariah has suggested we watch it. I was like, yeah, I don't mind watching that. So I, we sat down and watched it, and I didn't know this is actually like a fashion show. I'm, I'm, I'm well, I'm like this. I thought it was a fashion show, but I didn't know it was going to be production value to it. So the whole thing is like telling the story of different characters and and uh, in a unique way, showcasing her clothing line, uh, her undergarments and everything like that, right? And um, there was one shot where the the camera tracked uh, this this one uh, dancer, and it was in front of a light. So of course the whole shadow of the camera and the and the boom arm is cast onto the 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 dancers. And I was like, no, like <laughs> that's not supposed to happen. Like and, and and so like different things like that. Like when I'm watching something, I'm pretty sure I've I've gotten on her nerves a little bit sometimes with different critiques like like that. Like I'm I'm hoping I haven't, but I'm pretty sure calling things out. I've probably you know, I probably ruined something for her in a moment. But there's certain things where like I'm watching something and um, and I'm seeing these little things and I'm calling it out and and so. I think working behind scenes has allowed me to to see that and it irritates me so i'm <laughs> i'm pretty sure 
when I'm watching something uh, uh, with anyone else, if I'm calling something out, then yeah, I'm pretty sure it, it, it gets annoying. But it's a it's it's a hard habit to break because when you're standing behind the scenes and watching people shoot and block, and you're seeing all the time that it takes to go into doing something like that, when you're on a bigger, when you're watching bigger productions. Like hello, like there's no excuse. There's yeah. no excuse. Like who, who is, who's who's with the director? <laughs> well, first off, who is the director? Secondly, who is the AD? Who who is the script who, supervisor? The script how supervisor? are you not seeing? Like, this? How, like that's your job, bro. <laughs> that's exactly what your job is to be: is to spot these little moments, right? And then, hey, reshoot. <laughs> <laughs> because like especially for like uh the game of thrones uh 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 showrunners i i know it's cost them money to go back and digitally fix certain things you know what i'm saying and those are costly mistakes like it's not even like like the in the last season of game of thrones you saw, there were multiple episodes where starbucks coffees were in the shots or you know people are just not on the proper mark like it was lazy I've never seen something that costs so expensive, that costs so much, be done so poorly. The execution, and it was, so sad, you know, like, and it was the potential. Yeah. Yo, yo, why do we have an extra hundred K lying around for? <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, I, 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 <laughs> why not? <laughs> why not? Fault. Let's just waste this. <laughs> My fault. <laughs> so, I, like, I don't, I don't know. I, I think, in terms of of being in production and and watching something. That's my thing, especially from an editing perspective as well. Like, I don't want to be taken. If there's certain things, because you know, like uh, uh, when you're when you're shooting something, um, a lot of times your shot's going to be a lot longer than what's actually in the final production, right? And there are a lot of editors that leave a scene way too long, and I'm like. There's certain times where I'm watching certain things. I'm like, yeah, y'all could have cut, cut that, cut it, cut it, and they they leave it for another extra like five seconds or whatever. There were a couple of episodes I saw in, in House of the Dragon that were that were like that where I was like, yeah, I got some fat, fat to trim. Like, <laughs> they have a lot of fat to trim, and, and and I love the show. Like I love the show, but there are certain things that I feel like they could have done better, right? And I think that it's one of those things where certain filmmakers or showrunners, uh. Get a little lazy or lackadaisical, you know. Like and real quick before, before you go, man, I just wanted to say because I it's not because I don't want to watch the show. Funny enough, I wish I wasn't using it to hold up my laptop right now. But I'm actually reading the history of the Targaryens book. Um, that the are the, you the, serious? Yes. So that's why I'm I'm waiting. So until I'm done, <laughs> I can't wait. I'll show you on TSG next <laughs> next time we record. I'll Please. just show you the book because it's it's so dope. I got the the picture version as well. So it's like it's i'm a child like it's literally a picture book with the story of the the uh, the entire targaryen wow. uh lineage so that that book with i'm i actually have all the game of thrones books but i haven't read them yet and yet. the reason why i'm starting with this book is because that's the one that's in the past so if you yeah, want to yeah, yeah. if you want to get it chronologically that's where you start so i'm actually in the okay. middle of reading that right now and that's why i haven't okay. started so okay. i'm so pumped i'll show you that next time too because it's Please. so dope like it is How so long dope is it? it's it's 300 something pages and then that's including oh, that's photos okay. as well okay. um but the other ones are much longer like because okay. obviously they're not photo books but yeah, it's yeah, bigger. yeah. um but for wow. matt what about yeah, you dope. man 
Yeah, that's that's tough. I mean, I'll preface this by saying I, I will never be an expert at at filmmaking. Um, nor will I ever develop the skills to to make a movie or or TV show or. Hold on, man. Don't let me yourself. Hold on. Let me stop you real quick. To be honest, you like that. It shocks me you're not in filmmaking, because there's a lot of things that you've you've discussed on the show already. That from a from a filmmaker's perspective, you're hitting it right on. So I don't. I you're selling yourself short. I think you're selling yourself short. To be completely honest. All due respect. Well, I appreciate you. because I yeah, yeah, no, I, th- no, I, I appreciate you for saying that. I think you appreciate come from a, a phenomenal perspective that filmmakers should come from. That they and generally don't. So that, yeah, that, I agree. Yeah, and there was stuff you said earlier in this episode. That I'm like, how the hell did he catch you? Caught you caught exactly some of the things that I was that I picked up on at at the at the tail end. So yeah, trust me, you're you're on. No, I. You you're you're seeing things the way you need to see them. So, <laughs> no, I, I, I'm sorry. I, I appreciate... No, no, y'all. We're good, not gonna bro. let you I, humble I brag everything. on this show. Yeah, we're gonna, yeah, we gonna make yeah, sure yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. No, I, I I appreciate you guys, but no, no, you're all, you're all good. You're all good. Um, but no, I I guess like in general, like I think I really love talking about movies. Um, I think really as of late, I just been so mentally drained that committing to whether it be a tv show or just a, even a two-hour long series is so exhausting so i'm really just now uh, i'm just looking forward to at least having a spare time and really just going back to, to what i love doing that's just watching movies um i sort of like being transported into different worlds and you know i, I will always be critical uh, that's the guy's honest truth I, I i don't i don't do it uh you know for the fun of it no i did do it for the fun, do it for the fun of it i'll, I'll be honest but um the <laughs> most of the time it was like the you know, obviously the mess with people like I'll, I'll purposely like point out something that's so obscure that they'd be like yeah. seriously like you're really knocking off a point because of that you know yeah, sort of yeah, thing yeah. but yeah no i just you know i just think that like i said I, it's just astonishes me like how films are made um seeing the behind the scenes on on, on different projects um is great as well but also hearing like actual commentary from directors on like how they intended to light certain scenes mm-hmm. um how they how they really want to act like actors to hit their marks and again that's why i really lo- love barry so much is it's one of the few tv shows out there uh where i myself like i, I was only recently exposed um to like interviews with bill Hader, uh and he would discuss like certain de- scenes in detail like you would discuss, okay, like where where's this character's mental state? Oh, well, I remember I told, you know, such and such, you know, that you have to make sure that you hit your mark like right there because the camera's gonna stop. Mm-hmm. And then the problem is, is that if you go too far back, you're in dark, you're submerged in darkness. We had to redo it again. Um, so yeah, it's just like I don't know. I, I think like now, like more than ever, I'm just I'm picking up on more things and trying to pick up on more things at least and. You know, this, uh, like I said, I, I think this podcast has given me a great opportunity to at least, um, you know, watch movies that I probably would have never, probably would have never heard of, yeah. or even take the time to watch. I think most of the time it's just, you know, what's what's popular. There are a lot of popular movies I've I've never watched yet. Uh, Indiana Jones, I never watched an Indiana Jones movie. I'll be honest with you. Me either. Um, so. Me. Oh, thank God. All right. Well, there you go. No, uh, don't worry about that. You know. Um. <laughs> Something like that. So yeah, I think that's sort of uh, 
That's where I stand on that. Yeah. That's so dope. And and the reason why I asked you guys is because just to, just to give a brief overview as well, like the the first ever short film I saw to completion that I did, I completed in seventh grade. So I've been doing this for a very wow. long time. And yeah. when I did that with one of my best friends still to this day, shout out my guy, Matt. Uh, funny enough, your name is Matt. But um, <laughs> uh, we the the film it wasn't even like we have the story we want to tell. We was just learning how to like do things, right? And how right. things work. So the right. actual film, it's called The Great Race. It's hilarious. I'll show it to you guys one day. But um, it it's it's both he and I are the main characters. And the entire film is us racing, but it's in reverse. So it's shot back, it's shot backwards. Oh, so nice. everything we do is like like we had to do it the way we want to do it front to back, yeah, back to forward. So like yeah. that being my first experience in filmmaking, it gave me exactly what you were uh, talking about, Derek, where that yeah. was the first, my, that's yeah. mind bending in the first place to like yeah. figure out that way, like how to, like, it, it's so funny. There's like a part where like mid race, we stop and we're like eating a pizza, but because it's in reverse, like we sit down at a table and then we like push the, um, the trash can is like on wheels. We pushed it away. So in reverse, the trash can comes to the table. We, we go like this above the trash can, a fucking piece of like pa a paper plate comes out of the trash can. And then we're both sitting here regurgitating a pizza, like until it's a full pizza, like wow. on the, so, so when recording this, like it's a mind fuck to like, understand like how to make a that. story yeah. um, that's in reverse like that. Uh, so when, um, when I'm like throughout my entire time of filmmaking, actually for, uh, to make a long, another long story short, when I was in the ghetto film school, uh, it's basically an intensive film program for New York and LA students, uh, where you're you're with a, a whole group of your peers, you're taught everything as, as far as filmmaking, what to do in the different roles. You you're you're you'll do different projects in different roles, so you're not just mm -hmm. starting off as one thing. Mm -hmm. And then at the end, you actually write a screenplay. Everyone reads each other's we vote on the one we decide to shoot and then we shoot that in location so the oh, year nice. that i went um it was in a coruña spain and a big part of that is is fishermen so funny enough the only yeah. screenplay i ever wrote took place on a ship so when i'm watching this 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 show <laughs> yeah this is super what... dope for me you yeah. know what i mean like okay. this this is all um so to make it come full circle as far as my filmmaking experiences i i wanted to mention that after i finished um that ghetto film school program i actually was yeah. an assistant teacher for two years right after yeah, yeah, so yeah. when you're exposed to what what you were talking about matt just all the different ways that things are actually done like something that i always tell people that always blows their mind is like is much harder lighting wise to do a scene that's dark than to do something that's bright yes. because everyone is like, what do you mean? Like yes. you need more lights, you need all these things. I'm like, no, no, no. Like it's like a fort of things in order to create yes. the shadows that you're seeing. And like, it's, yes. it's, there's flags that go up and it looks like literally like a fort. Like you, you, yes. if you walk in yes. and you see this, you're like, how the fuck? Like, yeah. what what's on the screen versus what it looks like is two completely then, different things. And then color grading on top of that. Exactly. Yeah. And and that's yeah. why too, like something that you mentioned earlier when you was talking about the screenplay and like how you're fascinated by the screenplay. I say all this to say, like I've seen how screenplays start and then yeah. how the actual story ends, oh, and yeah. it's never the same. It's like, never, it's never no. anywhere near the same. Not at all. Like, uh, something we will always tell the students is like, you know, the story has multiple lives. And as right. you're, as the director, 
your your job is to keep it consistent throughout but by the time it's right. edited like that's a different story that's like right because of practical reasons because of choices you make in the moment things you feel mm -hmm. etc that change when you're actually recording yeah. so i say all this to say for me honestly it changed my movie going experience in a way that personally and i hope this doesn't sound like me being bougie but personally i don't like the way it's affected i watch movies I agree with you 100%, yeah. Derek. I'm yeah. annoying. My girl all the time is like, you're such a nerd. Because <laughs> all the time, I'm like, you guys have all this money, and I'm teaching students how to do this to do in a practical right way. way. Yes. That I'm telling all these things that are rules, right? They're rules yeah. to me because it's secondhand at this point. But like, yeah. when you see that, like, I can't watch music videos, bro. Like, it, it's oh, me like, either. Me, Chris it's like Brown, junk food. Like, it, bro, it's. I'll be honest, Chris Brown is probably Chris Brown, Kendrick Lamar, and J. Cole. Those are only three artists that I've That's watched recently whose music videos are just like almost like, pretty much perfection. It's, A lot of the times it's like people that they're close to, like just figuring this shit out. Yeah. And you're watching literally like I'm like, oh, that's a set of kinos right there. They got they got yeah, some yeah, nice yeah, kinos. Yeah, yeah. Cause you yes, can see the whole light. Yes, like, how yes. did nobody notice this? <laughs> so like a lot of the times I asked you guys because yes. I want to hear your perspective. Cause for me, it's soured things for me. Like it's made yeah. me like I can't enjoy things the way like yeah. my girl will watch a show with me and we have a whole different experience. Like, and I will sometimes I don't even go into it before I ask her. Because yeah. I don't want to do what you said. Yeah. Um, and I, I know she's never going to listen to this. So that's why I don't <laughs> mind saying this. But like, she's gotten me to like watch like reality TV shows with her now. And like, what she doesn't understand yeah, is like, yeah, yeah. I'm there for it tangentially, right? Like, I'll, yeah. I'll probably do something in the background while we're watching it. But I, I'll have an idea. I know what's going on. Mm -hmm. But I cannot, I can't bring myself to watch that. Like, yeah. I really cannot because it's just, it's, it's so, it's so wrong. Like, to oh, everything right. that you, <laughs> People, Feel, that, so people that haven't been on sets of reality shows, I'm pretty sure they haven't now, like in 2022, have an understanding that a lot of this stuff is scripted. But like, you'll be surprised, the, by the way. Well, yeah, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people that don't. But I'm saying the I, I, I'm giving the benefit of the doubt to a lot of mm -hmm. audience members. I think a lot of them now know that is a, a certain aspects are are scripted. However. Actually, being on set of a of, of a reality show, I don't. That that's why I, it, it's hard for me to watch those anymore. Like I, I, I just um this year the only one I've watched this year was Love Is Blind. And that's because my friend was me too, on. Because my girl, and, no, no way, your friend is on it. My Ooh. friend Ayana, on season two. That's my no that's my childhood way. friend. Yeah, that's insane. And and Mariah was watching season three, and I came in on watching. I was like. Just, let me just check it out and i was like i'm I'm hooked <laughs> the show's actually pretty good like it's for reality tv show standards for, yeah for a reality show yeah it is good but there were moments of sitting there i'm like yeah this is i don't know if it would if it exactly happened this way because there's certain things you could see yeah you know that you know they, they they're they're manipulating the story into certain things um but yeah i try to keep my mouth shut I try to keep my mouth shut because even with that, even with that uh, Savage Fenty uh, uh, show, I was seeing, I was like, this green screen. And I said it out loud. And I like, I, once I said, it, I was like, why the hell? <laughs> why did I say that? <laughs> why did you say that? Because yeah, you ruined it for her. And, and, and sure enough, she, she picked, she said, oh yeah, I, like she could see certain things that I was talking about. And then 
as we were watching, you're like, oh yeah, most definitely it's green screen. Because there's no mm. way you can do the anime. And I was like, why? Why did you just like just just shut up? <laughs> yeah, it's so instinctual. It's yeah, but it, it's and I yeah. find myself getting mad. Like, Me bro, too. I get mad. Like, I, I really do. I'm like this. Yeah. If someone that has nowhere near the I'm sure the biggest budget film I've been a part of was that those um thesis shoots. And I was not mm. a privy to budget, right? This, this is above our heads. The the teachers take care of that. But around 10K, right? Around 10K, that's the biggest budget films I've ever done. We don't make mistakes like that. Like no, we you can't. Do we do not. Can't. Yeah, because you time is money, baby. And <laughs> yeah. that's the reality of it. Yes. Like you yes. The fact that that can happen at all really blows my mind. Like it's legit because the amount of times I've gotten into like not altercations, right? But let's call mm -hmm. it what it is. Like mm -hmm. there's been a lot there of times on set sure. where I'm like, are you fucking like, are you serious right now? Like yeah. how, like, are you awake? Like take a break because yes. you're bugging like for yeah. real. Yes. It's gotten to sure. that level. So it's like how yeah. on a bigger production where so much more is at stake. Yeah. I can't <laughs> figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> But I agree but with you on that. There's a hundred percent legitimacy to the idea that we are film snobs. You, we get the name for, oh, for a reason, sure. and it a hundred percent is true. Yeah. But like, unless like, even as someone who really loves movies, Matt, like, I'm sorry if we're being annoying, kind of going back and forth on this. But like, even now, like, you, you just don't understand how frustrating it, it is. It's, it's it's really hard. And you can't turn it it's off. Painful. Like at this point, it's no. not a choice. And no, no, like, no, no, no. I would never change no. those. I would never change the fact that I had those experiences. Yeah. But like I watch much less movies than I would have, I think, if then as being a filmmaker, honestly. Me too. Me too. Me too. It's sad, but this is this is life. <laughs> <laughs> this is life. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, can we end this off the only right way? I never asked yeah. you guys this. I yeah. haven't heard it on any show. Um, what are you guys' favorite movie and why? What's the reason? I need one. You can't give me a list. I need one that you're gonna stand by. Matt. Uh... I mean, I I usually I'm not sure if you guys do this, but I differentiate the best movie I've ever seen versus my favorite movie I've ever seen. Oh my God. That's another discussion. I don't even know what the that is best movie discussion. I've ever seen. <laughs> so if we're doing like favorite, wow. um, uh, so I mean, I guess I'll, uh, it, it either be no, either one, Nightcrawler. I need one, I need one. Oh, need one. Okay. Um, Derek, do you have a do you have an answer yet? You still, you still thinking? I'm just gonna say the Matrix. I, I, like that's fair because that got me into filmmaking. But that's a mind fuck for you. Yeah, for you. I man, I grew up in a Christian household, See, and it I took can't... a long time for me to get my dad to convince my dad to let me watch that movie. So once wow. I once I was able to actually watch it, I think I was like 10, 11 years old. I don't. In, bro like I, that was i watched that movie over and over again i still remember it was a vhs it was a vhs where the uh the the, the cover was this like uh reflective type of uh print it was a matrix code was i don't know where that's that fire that's, wow 
that I I if I could find that that VHS, I would get it and just to, just to have it. Like it's that was a beautiful movie. So yeah, I'll say The Matrix, but there's so many others I need to really I want to say. I, yeah. Can I get out of it by doing a TV show? Yep, that's fine. Is that fine? Uh, Better Call Saul. Wow, nice! Yeah, I love that okay, show. Okay, okay, I love that show. Yeah, okay. that's a good one. Better than Breaking Bad. Yeah, much better, much better. Although I didn't like the last season, but we could talk about that another day. Um, I haven't watched the last season, so <laughs> that's great. That's even better. That's even better. Keep that in mind okay. when you watch it. Let me know how okay. you feel. Um, but for me, I, I, I honestly, I'm I'm interested to see if any of you even watched this movie. But my favorite movie is Requiem for a Dream. And every time oh. I tell people that, they're like, bro, are you sick? Like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> like, are you good, bro? That is very disgusting, but I get what you're coming from. <laughs> yeah, dude. It, it, yeah. The reason why I love that movie so much is because, once again, going back to the feeling something, like, yeah, I never thought, like, like fuck dare bro like that is what you need to be showing kids as far as oh, why you should sure. not do drugs and like the effects of drugs on your life yeah. um as i'm here uh high as fuck on on bud so shout out to the to the marijuana <laughs> users but, um like as far as like the reasons why i like that movie like everyone will watch that movie and i've told people sometimes to watch it and they came back to me and they're like bro like why would you even put me through that and yeah. that's why i really like it like because like I think more so, like, you can't get away with making a movie like that today, like the way that they did oh, it. No, you can't. And, no. At all. And, like, the things that they explore and the roles, like, having a, like, a, a parallel storyline between an elderly woman who is addicted in her own way and Ooh. different characters that are friends with each other in the same age group that are addicted in different ways and it affects them in different ways. Um, oh. And the way that they bring you into their life like you almost get to understand what it is to be an addict just by watching the movie. And, oh, yeah, and yeah, I yeah. love like those sequences where like uh, they take you whenever they're drugged up and like, they'll, it'll just take a step away from whatever they're doing and sh sh and then it'll, it'll come yeah. out. You'll see like them making the drugs and like what yeah. that process is like. And then you'll come back and Marlon Wayans is there getting it. Like yeah. it's such a, it's such a tripped out movie and it's it hard is. to watch. Like I, I will admit it's a mouthful. It's not a movie you feel good about watching afterwards, no. but as far as like, damn, that was an experience. Like that was mm -hmm. that, what they did what they sought out to do like that that's yeah. my answer well we um old show that was under ots uh no chase film society i did that with uh, a friend of mine chris ali we actually did a review on that film that's so dope i gotta check a couple that years out. ago so I, i'll send you the link for that uh I, I had a look at it and that was 2019 <laughs> so recent have you seen it matt no i was gonna say i do have my favorite movie I do have a favorite movie. I just there we go. Uh, I think uh, Whiplash. Oh, okay. that's a really good okay. one. That was yeah, really yeah, yeah, one. yeah, yeah. We did a review on that. Was uh, like two months ago. Oh, <laughs> the stuff. This is a quick side note before we uh finish off here. But this the the comments he made towards Miles Teller. Oh my gosh, he was brutal in that movie yeah. um yeah. that's all i'll say oh my god yeah oh think, my god i think that was toward uh. the end of the uh era of being able to say a lot of the things like that on film because you can't today you're not able to you're, you're not going to be able to make a film today 
at least mainstream and uh get away with saying a lot of the stuff that uh was said in that movie that movie oh <laughs> and yeah. i hate that it's that way that, that's another reason you kind of fall out of it like it's like yeah. i mean certain things are untouchable today don't get me yes. wrong but yeah. at the same time it's like how far are we gonna allow that to go? I'll leave it at that because that's a whole other discussion. That, that is a whole other discussion. We and you have yeah, to come yeah. back. We'll, you have to come back because we'll we'll have to come we back. Need, we need to we need to dive deep into that one because that that is that's a a good point. Um, yeah. But sadly, all good things must come to an end. Um, but actually, not an end. We're not we're not gonna say that. Not an end. We might, might just pause it. Um, but uh, real quick before we go, uh, Chris, uh, thanks again for joining the show. Um, let the people know where to find you and uh, what else uh, you got cooking up. Thank you so much, dude. So, yeah, you can check me out on Twitter at Negarong MMA. I'm at 462. Getting close to that 500, baby. Can't believe it. Oh, under a year ago, I was here under begging for 250. Yeah. And we're almost at 500 <laughs> already. So, thank you guys Good so job, much for bro. the support, man. It really means a lot. And just interacting with y'all, too, like on a daily basis and just having those random check ins where like people I haven't spoke to in a while come back and they're like, yo, like, what's up? Like, that is so dope it means more than you'll ever really understand more than i thought it would at least so thank you guys for that you could also check me on ig at chris negron underscore and um of course check out the sideline guys me and derek um we're gonna sir. be making our triumphant return next week yes, and then of course um the mma archive which i'm gonna be doing an episode on pride three coming out very very soon so look forward to all of that and thank you again for having me on this was a blast you guys yes sir welcome back anytime bro Matt? Uh, yeah, my turn. Uh, well, you know, you can find me at Matt underscore T29 uh, over on Instagram. Uh, you can find me over on Week Big Heroes with my brother Jonathan. And, of course, you always be able to find me here over on Realist as well. Uh, but most importantly as well, thank you guys for your support. Chris, thank you for joining us. Uh, this was a year, a year and a half in the making, and I'm glad you're, you're able to come here uh, You know, give your great takes on on all things movie related. So we appreciate having you. Um uh, hope uh hope you can come back many more times in the future. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh you can find me at Derek underscore OTS. That's D-E-R-R-I-C-K, the black way to spell it. Side note, actually, I went to Chick-fil-A this week and <laughs> they spelled my name. I've never seen this before. D-A-R-I-C-K. I was like, I don't, I, I've never seen Derek. that spell. I don't know what that was. Derek, 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 Derek. That's was, wild. And it was a white lady that did it, so I'm kind of like, I was like, I, she should have just put an apostrophe there after the A. It'd have been, it'd have made it. <laughs> that's legendary. Oh man, they get Derek. Yeah, yeah, Derek. Yeah, I was wondering why he was saying my name so weird because I, I didn't even pick up on that person. I was like, what? She put it, she should have just wrote Durante at that rate. Like, how dare you? I, I would have been fine with that. <laughs> that would have been fine because I, I mean, got my food, yeah. so it's what it is. But um, hey, you're validated. You say it for a reason every week. Just I, that's exactly why I say it because everybody mixes it up. I have my first and last name, they always get wrong. So, yeah. Uh, but Anyway, uh, more than following me, please follow the brand at OTS Media Co. on all social media platforms. If you're watching this, that means you're on our YouTube channel. So please, if you have not done so, hit that like button, subscribe, and notification bell. 
um find us on um it's at it's ots media on youtube so if you if you're not watching on there please check it out we have a lot of content that's coming out especially at the uh, beginning of next year uh we will be bringing fans back so please be on the lookout for that there'll be some battles if you guys have any battles you want to uh, uh see uh hit us up let us know um and we are in the middle of a giveaway that i don't think a lot of people actually truly know about uh, if you go to the OTS uh, IG page, you will see uh, the giveaway rules and everything like that. Um, but, you know, j just so you know, it's an Elf on the Shelf uh, contest. So, you know, do your best uh, photos, uh, tag us in it. And uh, the other, the rest of the rules are in the uh, the caption on the post. So please uh, check that out. Uh, follow and, and, and let us know what you guys think. Um, but I think that's all we got. Um, thank you guys for watching and or listening. We'll catch you all next time. Peace.